It is our pleasure to have uh, Newt Larson join us on the CSU Alumni and Friends podcast. Uh, my name is Paul Golden, Executive Director of Alumni and Development here at Clark Summit University. I'm joined by our president, Dr. Jim Lytle. Calling in from Florida, sunny Florida right now is uh, our guest, Newt Larson. So Newt, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Paul. Great to be here. I get two weeks down here every year, so this is a nice time to do it for me. Well, we wish we were there with you. We had an ice storm here last night. I, you know, folks who are listening to this podcast can't see how splendidly you've dressed up for this. I mean, that, that's a great looking shirt, Newt. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. I, I do that for all my audio recordings. <laughs> <laughs> Newt, you, uh, you are Pastor Emeritus of the Chapel out there in Akron, Ohio. And uh, when you're not in Florida, you live in Southwest Michigan uh, with your, your wife. You've been a pastor to pastors and been a model for that and consulting churches and pastors and been an encouragement. And you're going to join us here on March 31st for a Lunch and Learn a leadership event. And we'll talk about that later, but uh, give us some just some background. I know you have some Pennsylvania roots. Is that correct? Thanks, Paul. I sure do. I, I grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, in a little church there that my grandparents helped to start. I grew up in a divorce home, and we stopped church, and the church kind of waved goodbye. So with my grandparents, we got involved in a church there and went out to Grace College and Seminary, and I've been doing church ever since, 55 years. That's all I know. Um, got to pastor two churches, and now I've been coaching for 13 years. How long have you been? How long were you at uh, the chapel? 26 years. Yeah, it was a great run. Uh, people were so good to me and Janine, my wife, and uh, we loved it. I loved 15 years before that, a Grace Church, Grace Brethren Church in Ashland, Ohio. So two churches, 41 years, and now coaching. So you were in Buckeye country, but if I remember right, you have a connection. What's your connection to Notre Dame and uh, Newt Larson? Yeah, my dad always called me Rock, named me after Newt Rockney, the great coach there. People now don't know who he is, but I, you two need to know, and I need to know. But anyway, yeah, so I've rooted for Notre Dame in my, the two Protestant churches all my life. Well, you've you uh, named after a famous coach, but uh, you are doing a lot of coaching now of uh, pastors. Tell us about that ministry you have. And I love that. In fact, out of the GARB conference came, uh, I think, three opportunities to coach guys, and I've loved that. I spend, it's a six-month arrangement. Most of them have gone two or three. One guy I've been coaching for 12 years. He just keeps <laughs> saying, let's keep doing this, and I'm glad to. Paul and Jim, one of the things I coach is preaching, of course. In the six months or 12 months, whatever we do, I promise to critique one sermon a month. I can't tell you how many guys have said nobody ever critiqued my sermon since seminary. So it's a, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, but plenty of folks criticize you, you know, when, when you're preaching, right. if they don't like what it is. And it's, I, I love the guys who are willing to say, you know, I, I would get better at this if I could. Will you give me some help? Right. And, you know, people will say that was good, but that doesn't help you. Or why would you say that, as you mentioned? Uh, recently, this sounds trite, but I said to a guy, you know, you never smile. And he said, I don't. And nobody, even his wife had not told him that. Uh, so 
that's a little thing. The big thing is theology and presentation, but still little things mount up. That ties in well with what we have planned, you know, at, here at the school, Clark Summit University and Baptist Bible Seminary. We're trying to be a resource, not only to the students that pay tuition and uh, attend here on campus or online, but also for area pastors that might come in. So on Thursday, March 31st, uh, we're having an event here on campus. It's called the Lunch and Learn Leadership Event. And uh, we've invited our guest, obviously, Newt Larson a veteran pastor, to come in and talk specifically about the three hearts of preaching. Can you unpack that for us? What are the three hearts of preaching? Indeed. I, I love this very simple outline. Uh, all three of them are difficult to get at. First heart is the heart of God, of course. What did he mean when he wrote it? had it written by his friends. <laughs> I heard a talk once on Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the sermon talk was, we should be creative too. That's good. Try, a, try that. Try creating a world. Uh, the heart of God, what did he mean when he had it written? I think he meant there that he owns all this, <laughs> and he made it all with the word of his power. The second heart is mine, the speakers. I think this is one of the hardest ones, and when I critique sermons, I often say, did you really mean that? Because they don't show passion or emotion. I don't mean they've got to yell or anything. Everybody's different. But does, do you show that you mean it? Does it grab your heart? I, I tell guys, if it doesn't make you cry or laugh with rejoicing on Saturday, you're going to be in trouble Sunday. It's got to grip your heart. And we go through about 10 ways to help that. The third heart, you would guess it, is the heart of the listener. In some ways, that's the hardest because you can't tell anybody what to do or force anybody to think that way. Way back when I started pastoring, uh, a normal study book on preaching was you, you're trying to change what they believe, what they feel, or what they do. And I don't know if you can get any other category. How do you get them to walk out saying, that was a good sermon. No, not that. I want to do that. I want to believe that. So that's the third heart, the listener. Will he do it, believe it, feel it? You know, it takes a perspective on the Bible, Newt. When, when I was born again, I was, I was born again into what I came to call the overhead projector church. Right. Uh, you know, where, where church was all about imparting information. You know, and I, I came to realize I, I couldn't grow if I didn't know um, but but uh, some good guys that just spent their week studying like seminary profs, uh, and they came in and they delivered some some good lectures on Sunday. But people weren't walking out saying, you know, I think I'd like to do that stuff that Jesus does. So I'm glad you're going to come. That's a that's a good way to say it, Jim. And and everybody would say on paper or true and false tests. Preaching is meant to change lives gradually, and um, it, it, we've got to work at that. I don't think it's easy to keep people's attention. I, they watch TV or have seen a commercial where in 30 seconds some guy's been to the moon and back or LeBron James is doing something, and we're supposed to keep their attention for anywhere from 25 to 45, depending on a person's choice. Yeah, it's challenging. Your, your perspective on people is really, really refreshing. I think uh, 
every every book in the Bible was written to help somebody grow to be like God. And we lose Indeed. that. You know, we, we lose that. We just want to teach what's there. I told a guy the other day, he, he went 50 minutes in his sermon. And I said, that's too long. He said, well, John Piper did that. I saw one of his. And of course, I said, you're not John Piper. And, and I think some of his people thought that was too long. Now, I probably lost three people on that one. But no, I, you've got to find your rhythm. And, but everybody can improve. I think you're right. I think you're right. When I was 28. A, a, a good friend told me, you know, I, I used this illustration before. He said, you, you know, you never smile. And I was, I was 27. It was my second year of pastoring. I said, yes, I do. And here I had a chipped tooth when I was, my brother and I got in a big fight. And it never got fixed till I was 21. In those days, you didn't fix it. So I never smiled from about age 12 to 21, if I could catch myself. That's crazy. And it was so nice of this friend to say, you never smile. Well, you don't smile the whole sermon, but there's some things that ought to make you smile in, in, in Thanksgiving. Well, just the fact that you're with people you like ought to make you smile. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and you rejo- if you do tell something that makes people smile, you smile with them because you're leading them. You're, you're helping them. Yeah. I love these three subjects. I hope people will come and, and grade themselves. I won't be grading anybody except myself, but the heart of God, my heart, and the listener's heart, and I think 10 or 12 suggestions under each one that take about an hour each not 10 hours, but for each of the three. <laughs> and I'm delighted to do that. Yeah, our goal here is to encourage and equip these pastors and those that attend. Uh, we start at 8.30 on Thursday, March 31st with registration, cutting on a breakfast. And then we jump right in at that first session at nine o'clock when uh, Newt Larson will talk about God's heart. Then at 10 o'clock, he'll be talking about my heart with our uh, CSU students in chapel. Then back at, at 11 to finish the listener's heart. And then at noon, if it wasn't enough to come and hear Newt Larson, we're going to have a Chick-fil-A box lunch at noon. And during that time, Newt's going to field uh, questions. So kind of a Q&A time to end the day. So I, I think that'll be a great day that we have planned. You could check our show notes uh, for the registration link. If you're listening, it's clarksummitu.edu backslash events, but you could also go to the show notes for that. Newt, any other compelling reason our listeners should come in uh, for the special day? Well, preaching is what you do. It's also what you live, and everybody wants to get better at it. I'm no hero of preaching at all, but I've studied it all my life, and I've done it for 55 years, and I'll be very honest about myself and about sermons. So I think it's worth giving it a shot. I love the idea of church. I think it's the answer, praying for the church in Ukraine right now. All of us are praying for our own churches. And preaching is a big part of that. So maybe they should look at my website. It's just my name, newtlarson.com, and they can see some sermons and decide if I know what I'm talking about, but also a lot of notes on churches. And Newton, when you come, you know, back in the 1930s, when our school started as Baptist Bible Seminary in Johnson City, we we pretty much had a goal of training pastors or missionaries, uh, you know, if the women who were in school would do a variety of church work, and and with the way the world's changed, we still have that, but we we broadened out. 
And we have guys, uh, young men, let's say, who will come to school and uh, they'll sign up for a safe major, at least in their heart. They're going to go into business or sports health science, something like that. And they sense God's doing something, but, you know, they, they realize pastoring is not for the faint of heart. You know, so, so you, you show up at our school and one of these guys listens to you and says, you know, that guy survived 41 years of pastoral ministry. What would you say to him if, if he, he says, Dr. Larson, I think I might want to go into pastoral ministry, but I'm scared. I don't think I can cut it. Is there any hope? Oh, I, w- I would love to have coffee with him and talk about the growth that you do, that you have to do if you're going to do a good job, the things to read and, and, and study and pray, but mainly that second heart, his own heart. If you have a heart to serve God and to teach about Christ, I mean, Christ is the center of our preaching. I would talk about that. If you love Christ, it's going to show in your pastoring and you're going to get good at it. I love the verse in Corinthians. I can't understand it, Jim. I mean, I'll give this to you for theology class. Paul says about the rock that they were going across the wilderness. That rock was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I say, huh? <laughs> Jesus is the center of everything in the, in, in the church and in the scriptures. Run to the cross and preach Christ. It's a wonderful way to spend your life. Yeah, I got to agree. When we, were, we met you uh, uh, last summer at the conference, there in Chicago, and I think you either workshop or you mentioned in passing the kind of the soccer field analogy. Could you just briefly explain that? Right. I love that. I think it's the best one I can teach. It's the board takes care of the boundaries of the soccer field. There are four of them, foundations, resources, guidelines, and goals. And the pastor leads the team on the infield. Paul, I get into so many. I've got two this week coming up controversies between the board and the staff, who does what. And sometimes board meetings are like building and grounds committees. And I think there should be the board of overseers. They take care of the boundaries. They can tag a pastor out. So he doesn't make the front page of our Chicago trip paper where I saw his name, but they take care of boundaries. They don't, they get on the infield as individuals and serve, but a board doesn't run Let me say it this way. They give the pastor the same freedom Monday to Saturday they give him on Sunday. No board I ever met with checks the pastor's sermon beforehand. But if he started swearing in the pulpit or saying dumb stuff, they'd tag him out. They got boundaries, even if they didn't write them down. Right. And that's the way the board needs to have a goal for ministries, too. I say take care of the boundaries and then jump in the infield individually. Well, I'm excited about this uh, Lunch and Learn, and especially when it comes to preaching Thursday, March 31st. Uh, explain, you have a blog, you, you mentioned your website, New Larson, but also the blog you have, Pastorpedia. What exactly, your goal with that, what resources do you have for our listeners? Yeah, Pastorpedia, that's a name I made up, so I hope you like it. It's, I like it. It's kind of like Wikipedia, only it's, uh, anyway. It's a once a month video with two other pastors. And we discussed like uh, the one that came out this month was what about abusive leadership from up front? That's been in the news a lot. For it or against it? Yeah, we're against it. We- That's good. That's a good <laughs> question, Paul. Let's talk about Jim for a moment. Is he-, <laughs> he-, he seems like the- a kind and warm hearted president. 
there are pastors who start that way and then they get power hungry or something. I don't know. But that's what Pastor Petey things, things start to fall apart. You're under pressure. You start to rely more fully on yourself instead of on God. You know, the, the failure is all about you. And that's when you find out the success would have been if it would have been some success. But so, but you're, you're, you're dead right about that. You're a good, a good way to describe it. And you start to believe the things people say to you. And yep. I don't know. Yeah, that's Pastorpedia. If they, they can easily sign up, just type in Pastorpedia or send me the email. Glad to. We just come through this season of COVID. What do you see from your perspective as a coach and a mentor to pastors? What's been the biggest hurdle or impact of COVID on our pastors? Discouragement. National polls say it's it's scary how many are going to leave the pastorate. I do know a whole lot of people are coming up to retirement. I read the statistics the other day, and we don't have enough at the bottom end with good schools like yours filling the gaps. And uh, I just think we have to groom and disciple people to go into the ministry too. COVID discouraged a lot of guys because of the lack of personal contact. Many of them took surveys. I'm against surveys. I don't, I mean that half as a joke, but as soon as you take a survey and ask me what I think, I want you to do it. And some of them have churches split over whether to open up, especially a year ago and six months ago. COVID's been a problem. And I think the new norm is going to be that you still do lots of things by Zoom or by video, but You've got to have in-person. Church is about relationships. Hey, Paul, if we aren't careful, we're going to lose all the good stuff that, for the, the seminar here. Got That's to- right. We'll stop asking these good questions, and you have to come in person on Thursday, March 31st. Lunch and Learn, we'll have a, in the show notes a link to register, but also a link to Newt Larson's website, also to uh, Pastorpedia. Any closing thoughts before we uh, say goodbye? I thank both of you for what you're doing there. I'm, I'm, I've never visited there. Some of my best friends in Akron were graduates, and I love what you do and your heart for Christ and the scriptures. Thank you for doing that. I'm looking forward to Please don't let it be icy or snowy. I'm, in well, two weeks, like I've gotten used. It's never like that. Okay. For today. Thank you. <laughs> it will be a snow-free day on March 31st, so come yeah. and join and listen to Dr. Newt Larson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.